0: Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Tuesday, March 2nd. Today on the show, the Grizzlies and Predators are back in action. We've got a long conversation about both Tennessee volunteer football and basketball with Go Vols 24-7's Wes Rucker, but we begin today with news from J.J. Watt. The 440 is brought to you by the Kingston Group, Nashville's custom home and remodeling firm. Award-winning, I might add, and you guys know the spiel by now. It's all about preparation. It's all about alignment. It's all about organizing your vision and their plan and their process that has been trusted and successful for over a decade and putting them together to give you a wonderful home. A home that you can be proud of and a home that is an investment. When you do major remodels or build custom homes, it appreciates. It's not like a a car, when you drive it off the lot, you lose 20% of the value. Things you do to your home, especially large ticket items, they are investments that appreciate. So it's a sound financial decision on top of something you can live in and be proud of and find peace in as well. And that's what the Kingston Group is all about, aligning those visions and those goals with their process to give you the best possible place to live. That's it. That's as simple as it gets. Check out the website, buildkg.com. That's the Kingston Group at buildkg.com. J.J. Watt will not be playing for the Tennessee Titans. The 31-year-old defensive end announced on Monday that he will be playing for the Arizona Cardinals, signing a two-year, $31 million deal with $23 million guaranteed. Watt had said that money wasn't going to be his deciding factor, but that playing for a winner would be. Now, maybe Arizona is one aging defensive end away from the Super Bowl, but that seems far-fetched to me. Tennessee is clearly closer to winning a championship than the Cardinals. That's just my opinion, but it also indicates that maybe money was a bigger factor than he was letting on. I mean, I don't blame him. We're all capitalist pigs here. Take as much as you can. As for the Titans, if I was a fan, I'd be pretty happy for a number of reasons. Watt is out of the division and the conference, and John Robinson didn't spend $31 million on one player. Now, I would love to have Watt here in Nashville for this Titans team at that position for a number of reasons, but not anywhere near that cost. Think about the things Robinson could do with $15.5 million this offseason like sign two pass rushers, let's say. No, at that price point, I am very glad that the Tennessee Titans stayed away and that he is playing now for the Arizona Cardinals. The Nashville Predators are back on the ice on Tuesday night, something to keep an eye on after two wins over the weekend and wins in four of their last five games. You see Soros started both games over the weekend, and played pretty well. So what is John Hines going to do on Tuesday night? That's a big question. They've only played Carolina one time. That goes all the way back to the first weekend when Carolina beat them 4-2. to two. The Hurricanes are one of the most exciting teams in the NHL to watch from a speed and skill standpoint, and that showed in that 4-2 loss. They are one of the best teams in the Central Division. So if the Predators, while we are still a little over a month away from the trade deadline, want to get back into the race, they are going to have to start beating good teams. The Florida Panthers coming up this weekend, as well as eight consecutive games on the road starting next week. It doesn't get any easier, and the wins need to start coming. The Predators are one game under five hundred at 10-11 and 11 as they come into Tuesday night's match with Carolina. Make sure you check out, of course, every Wednesday, the Gold Standard Podcast with myself and the Athletics' Adam Vingan, talking all things Nashville Predators everywhere podcasts are found. Additionally, the Memphis Grizzlies are back in action as well on Tuesday night after splitting with the Clippers on Thursday and Friday, which is pretty good for Memphis. They move to 500 on Sunday with a win over Houston, 133-84. Tip-off is at 6 p.m. tonight on the road against the Washington Wizards. Just a couple of games left to go for the Grizzlies before the All-Star break coming up next weekend, and they are just a game and a half out of the playoffs in the Western Conference. Let's head up to Knoxville today and visit with senior writer at Go Vols 24-7, Wes Rucker. We'll get his thoughts on which quarterback is best suited to run Josh Heupel's offense in just a second, but we begin with how much scrutiny Rick Barnes should be under right now as the basketball coach at the University of Tennessee.
1: Well, I think it's fair to say a, a good amount. You know, the, the buck stops at the top, right? You know, it should. And I've always said, you know, Barnes is the kind of guy who I, I believe he understands that everything starts with him. I think Barnes knows that, but... Uh, unless there's something going on behind the scenes that we just don't know, uh, this looks like a team that is not as good as the sum of the parts. And, and it's been going on for what, five, six weeks now. So you can't really sit there and say it's kind of a, a, a blip or a trend. It's kind of a part of their identity right now. You know, I mean, we, we've seen teams back into the postseason uh, and then go on to have pretty good runs, right? Conzo Martin's last team in Tennessee was absurdly frustrating for large swaths of the season. <laughs> and then barely got into the tournament and then snuck in and, and did some good things. You know, th- there are some times that, that you see that and then you see, you know, teams go into it, you know, like a Gonzaga or Baylor, we're going to this one and then, and then lose. And and so it's a postseason sport. So I'm going to hold off final, you know, verdict on this until the season's over. But right now, Tennessee is not as good as the sum of its parts and Tennessee has not had a great regular season for all the good things you can say about Rick Barnes. And I could say a lot, his postseason resume is not the strongest part of his curriculum vitae. So there's, it's fair for people to be pessimistic right now. Now, now does Tennessee need to make some drastic changes? I I don't, I don't know. I mean, let's not go there. Let's, let's not burn everything down here in Knoxville just yet, but yeah, it's been a disappointing couple of months
0: for sure. So, (laughs) The football team, spring practice is all going to be about Josh Hypel and the quarterbacks installing the offense. We've read a lot about what that process is like for his offense, which we all know is a very simple offense. Who is best equipped to handle this particular scheme?
1: See, what's interesting about that is, and some people will say this is a bit of a, you know, kind of a lazy answer. I really think when you look at Hypel's offenses from the past whatever decade or so that you can see some of his offenses on film, you see all kinds of different quarterbacks run this thing. You know, you've seen quarterbacks who, you know are mostly stuck to the pocket. You've seen quarterbacks who can run around and make all kinds of plays with their legs and that they're maybe not the most accurate throwers downfield, but they can do what he needs him to do, and they offer some more mobility. So I think it's really just in terms of who best moves the offense forward. I think this offense is is simple enough, but has enough moving parts where you can plug in, You know, just about any of those four guys. And you can say, okay, your skill set is one that fits this offense right now. So I think it's really going to come down to who he feels most comfortable with, you know, probably who takes best care of the ball to avoid the, you know, avoids those cataclysmic plays that you can't have. Um, because we know football now is not a game of, of points and yards allowed. It, it's, it's more a game of how many stops can you get and how many turnovers can you create, how many negative plays can you create. So Heupel's going to want quarterbacks who don't do those things, and he's going to want defenders who make those things happen. So, And it's frustrating that we won't be able to see a ton this spring because of, obviously, the COVID stuff, and that's, that's all well and good because that's the way it should be. But this would be such a great spring to see what they're doing because we can see who gets this and who doesn't. It could be someone like a Hendon Hooker who steps in and has experience and is a guy who has taken an offense kind of like this at Vatek and had some success with it. You know, It could be Bailey because he tends to take pretty good care of the football but doesn't throw a ton of picks and things like that. Or it could be a Maurer because he's so ridiculously exciting. You know, he's a, he's a turnover waiting to happen, but by God, he's fun when he's not doing that. If he can stay healthy, which is another big, big question mark there. Or it could be Caden Salter, who I really like. I mean, I know Tennessee fans are really, really, really disappointed, and rightfully so. They lost Ty Simpson and then lost San Horn just like a day later. It's been a tough couple of days for them on the recruiting trail with quarterbacks. But let's not forget the fact that a lot of people, including yours truly here, really, really likes Caden Salter, and he just got there. So, you know, you, you've got time. Hypel's offense is going to put some points on the board. And, you know, what's funny is people ask me all these <laughs> questions about the defense, and I say, listen, guys, Good. I understand where you want to have questions with the defense because I got like a bucket full of questions. But the bottom line is they're going to have to score a bunch of points because they are not going to play defense yeah. well enough with the pieces they have. I don't care. You could have Nick Saban, Jesus of Nazareth, Bill Belichick, everyone on that staff. They're not going to be a dominant defense for a while because they just don't have the pieces. So they're going to have to score a bunch of points to win games. So I'm not saying I don't care about the defense. I'm saying I really need to see offensively that they can kind of keep themselves yeah, in games because yeah. that's where they're going to have to
0: do it. No, they're going to be the old Miss of the East next year. There's no question about it. I guess Jesus runs is the linebacker's coach at that point. You know, like Belichick's the head coach, Sabin's the DC, and Jesus coaches the LBs, I guess. Yeah, Um, because
1: he's more of a unifier. He ties things
0: together. (laughs) Exactly. Special thanks to Wes Rucker, of course, from Govalls 24 7. Always love talking to him. Just wanted to give you guys some insight into both the basketball team and a quick look ahead at spring practice for Tennessee. The 440 is brought to you every morning by the Kingston Group. You guys know the spiel by now. They are Nashville's award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. I was talking to the guys the other day and they said something to me that really hit home. They said, we want to get on the same side of the table as quickly as possible with our clients. And it's a simple way of saying, let's make sure that our process is aligned with your vision. And because so many people approach a major decision like a remodel or a custom build with lots of apprehension about the process, The Kingston Group's goal is to remove all of that anxiety from the equation by getting on the same side of the table, which is just a way better way of saying, let's get on the same page or be on the same team. They work for and with you. Their process is about care, consideration, and craftsmanship. The work speaks for itself, and you can check it out. The website is buildkg.com. That's buildkg.com. The 440 is a production of 440 Media. Written and produced by Braden Gall. Music by William Tyler.